Before we start, just a heads up that this episode will include some description of sexual assault. Hi, I'm Ramneet. And I'm Jared. And this is Are They Cancelled? A new podcast exploring cancel culture, deciding the toughest cases, and helping you delay your own inevitable cancellation. Each episode breaks down one cancellation of a person, an institution, or a whatever. We tell you what happened, what it means, and whether they're cancelled. Okay, let's get to it. Are they cancelled? I don't know why I keep doing that. I like it. I'm just more excited. We need a studio audience that's just here to do that. <laughs> yeah, we can hire them. So, um, this week's episode is about Aziz Ansari. So, who's Aziz Ansari? I don't know. (laughs) Aziz Ansari is an American comedian. His uh, big breakthrough, the thing that I think probably most people know him from originally, though of course he did have quite a bit of professional experience before this, was Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was in the main cast for seven years playing Tom Haverford. Yeah, Tom Haverford was a really interesting character, very annoying. I thought that was really Aziz Ansari for a long time. Um, Me too. Yeah, it's just, that's, how, that's just how I pictured him yeah, as a person. I was like, yeah, time. this is you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also wrote a book called Modern Romance, an investigation which he explored how the internet has changed dating. It was extremely well received from like the people that matter and also me. Mm-hmm. Um, the literati. <laughs> I listened to it a lot when I was training for my half marathon, so it was fun. I read it with my eyes. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, but after that, what did he do? He co-created Master of None on Netflix. He sure did. Uh, it ran for two critically acclaimed seasons, earned him seven Emmy nominations as an actor, writer, producer, and director. I mean, I still think his parents should have won an award, but that's that's a separate time. For what? For like just the amazing, awkward acting they did in the in the episodes. Yeah, that category is coming right up. Yeah, you know what? It's gonna be a good category. I love I love his parents on that show. I loved. I mean, they're not professional actors, and they were so. They were literally like my parents. They could have been my parents. Very naturally funny. Yeah, naturally awkward. Um, And then he also just released a Netflix special, so he's had a few in the past, but he released one called Right Now. It came out like a few months ago or earlier this summer. Um, okay, so anything to add about like your experience with Aziz besides what we spoke about? Yeah, Aziz and I um, were <laughs> we, met, we met in kindergarten. Yeah, you know Aziz is my uncle, right? It's like a brown brown thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're, they're all we're not we're not related. <laughs> you don't know that. Um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Got to get that 23 me test. Got to take that done. DNA test. Yep. Turns out I'm 100 percent Aziz Ansari. <laughs> oh my god, I would die. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You'd be deceased. Um, yeah, so Aziz Ansari, um, I first heard of him on Parks and Rec, like I mentioned, uh, just like you said, because you took it from my notes, mm-hmm. um, I thought of him for so long as being Tom Haverford, found him very annoying. Um, I loved Master of None. I did too. It was beautifully shot, it was beautifully written, oh my God, all of it. All of these really thoughtful Beautiful. approaches to stories about the immigrant experience, not that I would know, because um, <laughs> I don't. It's um, true. Uh, you know, just like growing up, becoming an adult, um, how we treat our parents. Yep. And and in a late season two arc, sexual misconduct. Yeah, we learned about that there. Funny, funny though, right? That, that we learned it there. Yeah, funny in the way that like Alanis Morissette's ironic is funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know much about Alanis Morissette, but I'll believe you. So, okay, why is he on this episode? Here, I'll tell you why. Yeah, I, feel like you, I feel like you've said so many things. I'm done. I'm canceling. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to answer my own question. So, January 2018. Okay, it's a normal day. January 13th. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. Babe.net. So, this, this website. Famed journalistic titan. Babe.net. Yeah. does I don't think it exists anymore, right? It does not. Okay. So, they published an article that was titled, I went on a date with Aziz Ansari. It turned out, in, it turned into the worst night of my life. Mm-hmm. A headline that is also a paragraph. Yep. Yeah. 
that's how you know no it's fine like let's not let's not make fun of the author you know they did the best they could um (laughs) so the article was written by katie wayne essentially summarizes an interview um with an anonymous woman which we'll call grace because that's what they're called in the article Mm -hmm. and it was about a date that she had with aziz ansari that ended in an actor's apartment why don't you describe about what happened in that article and what happened in the date you weren't there but the article as it was told Mm -hmm. from what i heard (laughs) Um, Grace, she describes to the writer, she describes Ansari's behavior as very sexually aggressive. She says she expressed her discomfort several times, both verbally and non-verbally, um, and that each time Aziz, Mr. Ansari, Mr. Ansari's his father, who am I getting? <laughs> um, would seem to understand only to kind of start up again. Um, so, like, what are the details here? Well, I don't know if I'm, you know... If, so, no, so he... Um, they get to his place, uh, he starts... I mean, I'm, I'm, like, skipping around in time because I'm not reading it right now, but he kind of pushes her head down to uh, initiate um, oral relations. He sticks his fingers in her mouth. Yeah. Um, so all of these things mm-hmm. I read recently... I read this article in January 2018. Mm-hmm. Like, and I do not remember any of that. You were an early adopter of Babe.net. I was an early adopter. It was the first and only time I've read an article mm-hmm. on there. And, yeah, you and me both. Uh, yeah, and and I didn't for some reason I blocked that part of my memory. And then when I was prepping for this episode, I read that and I was like, "What?" Yeah. Um, yeah. which is insane. So I had a very similar experience where I was rereading this to record this, and I was like, "This is so much more brutal yeah. than yeah. it was in my memory." Yeah. Um, and we, we talked a little bit before this about why we think that is. Yeah. So, so first the context. This this article was was written and released right at the height of the Me Too movement. So the mm-hmm. Me Too movement, I'm sure you know, unless you live under a rock, um, but it was the movement that started, I want to say, like, with Harvey Weinstein and, like, really with American media um, about sexual misconduct with people, with men in power. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it really just went, um, started off with, like, Hollywood and the arts and things like that um, and kind of now is, like, used as an example for, like, anyone can be Me too at this point. But it started off in the arts and culture, I would say. Right. And the idea, of course, of, of Me Too is that um, women were invited to, if they were comfortable, share, well, primarily women, I should say, yeah. um, were invited to, to share their experiences with um, sexual misconduct of any kind, be it harassment or assault. Yes. Um, and say, Me Too, as in, you know, this happened to me. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, because I'm glad you clarified that part. Someone had to. Yep. Yeah. It's not the Megan Trainor song. Yeah. Oh God. Which is a bop. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. And so the reason why this article came out, or like what set off this article, was so at the time of the Me Too movement, um, it was like case after case, people kept speaking up about other people, which was great. Not great that it happened, but great that there was like visibility on this. And then there was an award show. Yeah, yeah, there was an award show. Which award show was it? The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes happened, and people. And oftentimes, the Golden Globes, when something's happening in the world, they're like people that support and um, like these causes. And in the past, there have been like pins that people will say like have to do with a certain thing. And so, this particular year in 2018, people were wearing Times Up pins. Mm-hmm. So Times Up meaning Times Up on sexual misconduct, like right. no stop. longer. Yeah, you gotta stop. No Pencils longer has happened. Basically. So time's up. And so these pins people are wearing. And Aziz Ansari was wearing one of these pins. And mm-hmm. he was very vocal about the Me Too movement. He has in his past material um, said, like, things that he's, like, a feminist. And he can't he, – he, like, has comedy bits that say, like, I can't believe that women still have to deal with this. Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe – he, like, says that. And he attributes his girlfriend to bringing him into this, like, light of, like, enlightenment or whatever. Um, so he wore the pin. And Grace did not like that. 
No, Grace saw it on the television. Yeah. When it aired on the television live. And it enraged her. She um, she saw it as hypocritical. And that is what inspired her to talk to this babe. writer, Kate. Yep. Talk yeah. to Babe. That net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, babe in the city. Pig in the city. The so. Classic family film. Yeah. So here's my take. Okay. I think. Are we ready to talk about our takes? Let's, let's have takes. So Aziz Ansari as like a brown person in comedy or like a person of color in comedy. That's very rare. Okay. Especially a South Asian men. So growing up, um, obviously as a South Asian woman, I didn't have any role models and really anything on the TV that was like worth, um, me gravitating towards. And when Aziz Ansari became on like a, a recurring character on Parks and Rec and things like that, like I was like, Oh, this is so dope. This is so dope. I wasn't like super, super into him because I didn't, like his comedy that much or he just didn't relate to me as much as like you know like Hasan Minaj or something like that but I was like okay he's doing good Master of None came out I was very damn proud so Mm -hmm. proud he brought his parents like so freaking proud and then this article came out and literally the first thing that happened were my South Asian friends like would text me and be like oh my god I can't believe it's a season two a season sorry also and I was so so upset because when when minorities do something bad it is perceived that the whole minority race and or culture or groups of people community are responsible mm-hmm. um and i was like this can't happen right because the general public doesn't have other south asian men in comedy to be like oh well they didn't so like yes he has to be a representative Correct. in that way um so i was really upset and i was like i i will not support him i'll not support him and then I'll fast forward to later in my story. But what about you? When you first heard about it, like, how did it, did you? Yeah, so the cultural conversation around this article at the time seemed really fixated on the fact that, oh, it's not as bad as fill in yes. the blank. Um, That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there were a lot of opinions about this. Um, there were, and, and most of them were on the side of, oh, this is, oh, this is Me Too gone too far. This is, you know, if we're going to take down the Harvey Weinsteins, we can't waste our time on the Aziz Ansaris. And it, it, so that's what led to, like, us kind of maybe remembering it a little bit differently yes, than yes. the reality of what was written. Um, like, Harvey Weinstein does something, and everyone's pretty much, yeah, that was bad. Yep, that was bad. Like, this person, like, Bill Cosby, yeah, that was bad. Mm-hmm. Aziz Ansari has a date where... Someone says one thing, and then he so publicly then addresses it and apologizes and all these things. People definitely think that this was a little bit more of a gray area and that he mm-hmm. should not be penalized to the same extent as the Harvey Weinsteins of the Me Too movement. Yeah, I, I had friends who you know were saying things like, I, you know, I feel like I've been on both sides of that situation, and it's, you know, consent is complicated. Um, but I tell you, I read this thing, and it doesn't... It doesn't seem that gray to me. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it really seems doesn't. Like pretty gross. Pretty gross. Um, so when th- you mentioned his apology, I want to talk about that. Go ahead. Because I, when things like this happen, I am always a little over interested in in the apology and what the response yep. is because that to me is telling of the person in a way that the um, you know the action isn't. It's, it's a different way. It's a different way Correct. of seeing into this person. Yeah. He. So I'll say one thing. He mm-hmm. addressed it. Like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was like... So, when when these things happen, you can either deny, mm-hmm. or you can take responsibility, or and you can apologize. So, what did he say? So, he, he said, yes, this was a person I met. We engaged in sexual activity, which, um, to quote him, was by all indications completely consensual. 
Um, he describes being told by her the next day that that was not the case, uh, and how how strongly he felt. Um, he responded privately. He said he yeah he talked he talks about feeling very very taken aback mm. by by yes. her reaction. Shocked. Shocked. Yeah. Um, because again, he was supporting the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. He had no idea that he would be Me Tooed. It wasn't something that like he thought because he didn't believe that this was something that was non consensual. He thought it was completely consensual, as he said, and he addressed it. Right. And he continues to support the movement. He said. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about this response? Okay, so I don't actually remember his actual full statement. What I do know is that. Like I read the article, I was I was deeply upset. But then for some reason, I went to go see him in a show, in a test show, and I don't mm-hmm. know why I did that. But I had to look back at the dates because I was like, knowing me, I wouldn't have supported him. But lo and behold, I did. So this happened. This article happened in January. I saw him in a test show in that September. And when I say test show, there's it's like a theater. There's like thousand. There's like more than a thousand people in this in this theater, and he's testing out new material, which I thought was funny. Not all of it made into the to the show, but like what I heard was funny, and I went, and he never addressed anything about his sexual misconduct, and that was the first time that he really made an appearance after um, this article. But then his special came out. It did. It came out in July, and it was called Right Now. And, yeah, and, and he did address. He started off with the addressing. Less, of less it. than three minutes in, he had said his piece about it. So I wrote down what he said. So he so basically he opens up the show, and he spends no more than four minutes on a, on, a, on an apology, and he says, "I just felt terrible that this person felt this way." He discussed the impact the story had on his friends, saying. If this made not just me, but other people be more thoughtful, then that's a good thing, and that's how I feel about it. That's what I said. So it's a good thing. So, so he, yeah, so he addressed it. He didn't say the thing about how it was consensual. He didn't try to defend himself this time. Mm-hmm. But he did say that, like, I'm sorry this person felt this way. And if other people can learn from my experience, then that's a good thing. Which is, like, hilarious, because you don't want to have to do this so other people can learn. Like, that's weird. Right. That's that's not what that's a weird being thing. alive is for. Yeah. Is to, is to, to abuse people. And yeah. Then and then like, get other people to understand why this is wrong. Right. Um, yeah. And you, talk, you talked quite a bit about how he felt. He said he felt scared, embarrassed, yeah. humiliated. Um, and then, yeah, so he, he wraps that all up saying, well, that was intense. Like, it's a laugh line. Yes. And the audience kind of loves it. Yes. So, His audience loved all of it, actually. Mm-hmm. So... I, mean, I mentioned I'm always interested in the apology. I'm also always interested in how things are playing to the public. Yeah. Right? So this was an audience that was very clearly on his side. Yeah, and it was the tape show. Right. So, like, he did not do this in the test show with, like, thousands of people watching him. He did it on the tape show because I think he wanted it to be taped. Like, he wanted it to be out there. And, and like, that really bothered me. Right. And he wanted it to be in a room with people who had paid to be there and would certainly agree with him. And then that is what is recorded in the historical memorialization of the thing is is this audience agreeing and and loving it. And if you saw the actual special... Which we both did. Yes. It's it's so interesting. So his, like, crowd. So first of all, I was... So he had his apology when it happened. He addressed it in his special. No, we keep saying apology. I don't see I'm sorry. Sorry, that's true. Anywhere. It's in his last name. Um, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> but I will say what... <laughs> 
after all of that happened, I could still get behind Aziz if I had to. But then the freaking Netflix special made fun of Michael Jackson for molesting two young boys. Like, he has dissociated himself so much from the harassment and the molestation that he did in this article to this woman and is basically joking about someone else because he thinks he's so far removed from that. Right. And that, and it's important to him to be seen as separate from, you know, we talk about these, these quote unquote monsters. Yeah. I can't even quote unquote, like, fuck these guys. Monsters. <laughs> monsters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's, he's feeding off of, of being, of separating himself from that. And I think that's exactly. Yeah. Like he doesn't take what he happened to him, what he did seriously. And that's why he's able to make fun of other people. He takes, what he takes seriously is how he felt being canceled. It was about him. Um, So to me, I'm watching the special. The whole thing feels like a, he's on the, he's on the defensive. He is, he's, and he's attacking, um, you know, quote unquote, woke culture. He's attacking, um, you know, people who are critical of anyone else, really. Um, he, you know, he talks about the, the, young, the young woman who wore a, a traditional, um, and forgive me for not knowing the specifics, but essentially a traditionally Asian dress to her prom. Oh, yes, 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 I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's not me being like, oh, Asia's a monolith. It's me being like, I literally don't remember what this dress looked yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and he, he's, he's making fun of the people who didn't think that was appropriate. Yeah. Um, he also had a really horrible joke that mm-hmm. I will not repeat. You have to see it to know it. Like, when you when you watch it, you're like, yep, that's a bad that's, one. That's the one. Right. And I, I think that, you know, a joke that's like, oh, wouldn't it be so funny if I said something racist right now, but I'm not gonna. But I really am. But I really am. Like, where is that was not okay. the joke? Yeah, that wasn't funny. But his, his audience laughed. His audience, his audience laughed at pretty much all of it. Yeah. Was there anything that you thought was funny? So I loved hearing about his grandmother in India. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I also think, oh God, it's been so long. Um, I don't remember. Maybe that's the point. <laughs> Bad. That's bad. That's how you know. Yeah. The one thing that, um. Oh, he spoke. So again, he spoke a lot about like woke culture and he had this whole bit, which I remember from the test too. And he had it in the special, which I thought was hilarious was about how like he, he had like a bit about how white people get together and talk about like the woke meter and it's like a game and they like, mm-hmm. they'll like call themselves out and then they'll like get more points in the game. And it was so funny the way he delivered it. I thought, and I thought it was hilarious, but then I'm like, why are you like this? <laughs> there, was, there was the part where he said, he was like, um, like being one of these people like I just read a think piece. I'm gonna t- like like, yes. people, like the idea that that people are spitting back these talking points, which is which is very funny and yeah. very and a very valid criticism yeah. of. I, I I do that. Shit. Like I watched that and I was like, oh, you got me, Aziz. Yeah, yeah, like, like that's know, what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you got me. You yeah, got me there. and I watched that and I'm like, I know people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the line he had, um, things don't just become racist when white people notice it yeah. i thought was very poignant very great yeah, um but you know true. but you know i see things just don't things don't just become sexual assault when men notice it that's a very <laughs> point or when women notice it or like yeah right that's wild yeah that's such a good comparison or right. analogy yeah so do you think that he responded to allegations effectively how much does an apology actually matter in these cases like things have mm-hmm. been done I think the the amount that an apology matters is pretty limited because that is one moment that is mm-hmm. you know your initial statement is is a discrete moment in time. What what matters a little bit more than that is like are you showing 
that you understood what you were apologizing for. Yeah. And I, I feel that for him to do a whole special about, you know, criticizing Literally people for wrongdoing special. is wrong. Yeah. And just as bad as doing the thing. Yeah. Um, that shows that he didn't really learn anything. Yeah. Um, but he ended it interestingly. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. He did. He, he said, I saw the world where I didn't get to do this ever again. It felt like I died. And I hear that and I think, was that ever going to happen? Like, was there any chance that yeah. he would never get to do this ever again? And I mean, you know, I'm not a public figure. I'm not a celebrity. I don't know how this feels. But to me, I'm like, we, when have we ever seen someone really just lose their livelihood? Over yeah, something like I this? Know. I mean, we, you know, like. Not yet. Not yet. And there, are, I mean, there are these absurd cases of people being, can- like, when Winona Ryder, when she shoplifted, that, like, ruined her career. And, like, she, Did it? Well, she's back now, and she's yeah. fabulous. But, like, yeah. but for a long, long time. She's one of Stranger's Thing, right? Stranger's yeah. Yeah. Stranger, Str- Thing. Stranger's yeah. Thing. Stranger's <laughs> Thing. Oh, my God. That sounds horrible. In, in this context, it certainly does. <laughs> um, and then, like, you know, you know, Janet Jackson having her nipple exposed on television oh, kind of changed her, her music career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an accident. I know! She, well, it was an accident on her part. Who knows what Justin was trying to, you know, pull out. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, back to his ending. It was very somber. <laughs> I kept thinking <laughs> We said so many names right now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I do think it was very somber. So much, so weirdly somber that I was like, oh, is there a punchline? Like, I was like, is he going to say something? Is it going to be a joke? Right. It's also like, if I you don't know understand. how to be genuine, you just whisper, I guess. Yeah. I just didn't understand how it was supposed to end. And then he, like, walked off and it was just, like, sad. Or, like, he wanted us to be sad. Were you sad? I was confused. I, was, I wasn't, I I was wasn't like, sad I was like, at all. I was like, is there more? Right. Like, he was like, and it feels like I died. I was like, what? Where are we? Right. Like, like you know, pe- people lose their, people have been losing their jobs for this kind of thing for really all of time. Not yeah. as much as should happen, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so for him to be like, oh, you know, I'm a comedian and I wasn't going to get to tell a joke on a stage. You know how many goddamn stages there are? Yeah. The, like, there's you, a lot of damn stages. I, I, you know, I've been on a few of them. <laughs> You have. I have. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. You're not the same. Um, Okay. Famously. Famously. Let's talk. What do you think? What's the verdict? Is he canceled? Why or why not? Jared? (laughs) Those are the questions that are being posed to us. Yeah, you got to answer it. Well, I'm going to. I'm stalling for time. Okay. I'll talk first. (laughs) Um, I think... So here's what I think. Oh, my God. (laughs) I hate you so much. I know you do. Uh, Okay. No, I'm going to... Okay, go. So... My so I struggle with this quite a bit. Okay. Um. Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> for for you know for the time being, I have no interest in watching any more of his specials that come out. Mm-hmm. Should they come out, and they will, because guess what? He didn't die. This is not a world where he doesn't get to do this again. Yeah. I'm not going to watch them because I'm not going to laugh. Right. Mm. Um. So what about Master of None season three? W- w- if that were to drop today, would I watch it? Yeah. Would you watch it? Probably. Ah! Pro- probably. But that's also not solely his work but you're saying that you'll watch it because it could be good and he's associated with it but you're saying that you won't support his comedy not because he's he's a human that did this but because his comedy sucks yeah so it, it, no that's not what I'm saying it's what I'm saying but it's not what I should be saying and I know that I know but I don't care what you should be saying what are you actually saying we're gonna we're unpacking is he canceled? it we're unfolding is it cancelled yes or no yes what <laughs> 
No, no, no. I, I too agree. I, I will, I will want to watch Master of None so badly, but I will not because I am so upset the way he handled it with his. I think he mm-hmm. made it worse with his special. Like I think he could have still done that that apology, quote unquote, at the special, but he didn't have to have his whole content surrounded around like Me Too stuff and mm-hmm. just like power dynamics and and like race and sexual abuse like those things did not need to be part of it and that really bothered me and so and so i think he's canceled jared if you watch master of none season three there's no judgment you were gonna have to tell me everything about it so that i will at least know yeah Um, i mean it's never gonna happen yeah but uh so you think he's canceled too i i think on a visceral level i think fuck this guy and i guess if that's not cancellation then what is Mm, okay Good to know. Do we have any action items for the listeners? Yeah, if you liked Master of None as much as I did, <laughs> then you should support the work of some of the other wonderful yes. creators who made it happen. Yeah, so Alan Yang. Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe has a show on um, some network. Uh, do networks? What are networks? I don't know. Um, you can just get it on Netflix, probably. No, no you can't. But it's called The, Ch- it's called the Chai, C-H-I, as in Chicago. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's great. I haven't watched it. I mean, let's just support. The hypocrisy is here. It's alive and well in me yeah. right now. Um, but she does have a film that she wrote coming out called Queen and Slim, which I think looks fucking excellent. Ooh. I those mean, are your action items. Support Alan Yang, Lena Waithe. Support those two creators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And that's our first episode. It's a wrap. Is it? <laughs> um, Case tuned. closed, kids. Yep. Stay tuned for the next episode. Okay, bye. Bye. We talked a bit about sexual assault in this episode, so I think we should share some resources. RAIN, that's R-A-I-N-N, is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization and runs the National Sexual Assault Hotline. We also recommend the resources at loveisrespect.com, especially their What is Consent article. Links and more info on both of these in the show notes. If you like what you heard, follow us on social media at Are They Cancelled? That's cancelled with one L because two L's don't fit in a Twitter handle and also because that's how you spell it. Our website is AreTheCancelledPodcast.com. That's also cancelled with one L. Check it out to vote on whether next episode's subject is cancelled. All that info plus some things we reference in the episode can be found in the show notes. Our logo design is by Michelle Ozzie. Opening music is Stomp and Claps by Scott Holmes. Remember, if you can't cancel yourself, who can you cancel?